0: What's up everybody welcome to respawn aim fire episode 203 we are the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast brought to you by affable idiots we're so zany um if you are catching us live right now on twitch.tv slash affable idiots you might have seen a discussion about steven tyler's feet if you missed it google steven tyler's feet we'll wait gross right i know hey everyone i'm chad michael one of your hosts we've got here with us our spectacular holden three-point turn to pardo <laughs> yep that's me no for my three-point turn is <laughs> the master of three-point turns and by that i mean he can turn around at the three-point line on a basketball court like nobody's business Um, We also have. Me and basketball go hand in hand. It's true, it's true. Everyone knows that. Um, We also have here with us Matt Vieira from uh, Average Nobodies, welcome.
1: That's correct. Hello, I'm so glad to be back here. It's wonderful
0: to have you here, like literally sexually, emotionally, figuratively, physically, in every way. It is wonderful Mm. to have you here. Matt's here for Year of the guests. If you want to join us as well, you can go to affableidiots.com. It's It's the first thing on the page. And if you know how to click a button, you can fill out the form and be on the show with us as well. We've got some people lined up to talk about uh, new Pokemon Snap coming up next month as well. It's going to be a grand old time. But we don't just have us. We also have the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. Just like... Portjob 118 YT and D Sm D Smitty. Ooh, we gotta censor that. D mm-hmm, Smitty. Um, he says, hold on, your hair looks great. And he loves the hat, Matt. Thank and you. And energy guys. is on point as always, yeah. Chad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bucks. Bucks. Go bucks. He's wearing a bucks hat. Everyone who's listening, he's wearing a bucks hat, I a have- reebok tracksuit, and he has a sock full of soap. <laughs> 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 if you were here for the pre-pre-show before we actually went live, you would get that reference. If you weren't, go to yearoftheguests.com <laughs> and sign up to be part of the discussion.
2: <laughs> Speaking of pre-show, did you start to write Steven Tyler's feet in the show notes? Somebody did. Ty. I
0: did not, but it says Steven Ty. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know what? I think that might have been me when I was, when I was searching. I was like, why is not safari like, like recognizing me type Steven Tyler?
0: <laughs> I'm going to go search for Steven Tyler's feet in the notes app. Um, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash affable idiots most Sunday nights at around 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We are a little early today, but we just had so much energy. We had to get to you right now. If you're catching us on demand, you can do that on YouTube and podcast services at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays We've got a lot to talk about. We're done with Steven Tyler's feet for the moment. Um, But we've got some Destiny. We've got some Last of Us Part Two multiplayer and expansions coming? Question mark? But before we get to all of that, the biggest news of the week, our main quest is the Bethesda and Microsoft acquisition is come. Pleat, here's our first story phil spencer stresses exclusivity in zenimax deal says brendan sinclair at gamesindustry.biz it's really amazing to see that they stuck around after rebecca valentine left you would think that they had just gone under but way to go brendan sinclair <laughs> all right so it is officially finalized microsoft owns bethesda for seven a trillion whatever bedillion dollars and last year everyone's like, oh, they bought them. But the, the deal hadn't officially gone through, hadn't been approved by all the, the people that needed to approve it. But here it is. After the acquisition finalized, Microsoft actually held a round table to discuss what the acquisition means. If you recall, they've been kind of dodgy about some of the things uh, leading up to last week's round table. Here's a full quote from Phil Spencer. I'm going to read this slowly and in Spanish. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to support those games on the platforms they're on. There are communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great great exclusive games (coughs) for you that ship on platforms where
1: Game Pass exists.
0: Matt, does this tickle your pickle?
1: Yeah, that's just like a really eloquent way of saying like whatever is already on PlayStation will stay, but everything new is not coming there, and it does tickle my pickle.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. As someone who's not usually an x bot, uh, you you mm. see the value in the in the exclusivity. Nice, Holden. You, we're gonna get I, to I, yours yeah, in a in a I little do. bit, Holden. But Holden, I mean Matt. um Sorry, continue your thought.
1: No, I was just going to say, like it's it just as exciting for Game Pass, when I eventually do get back into playing on my Xbox, when I do get a Series X, maybe in the next five years, <laughs> um, sometime in the next five years, I would be excited to know that all of the Bethesda games that I love are there. Past, present, and future.
0: So what is that? Is that-
1: Rage 2? <laughs> that is Fallout 3 and <laughs> 4. inside Cyberpilot. That, um. yes. <laughs> that is yeah. No, it, it is mostly just Fallout 3 and 4, which I already have on PlayStation, but
0: you know, Holden you're about to go in depth in just a couple minutes, but first blush, how does this strike you?
2: Um I I think it's the right move for them. Um one thing I did find interesting is that the the on legacy platforms has kind of caught on as people saying, see, Elder Scrolls is still going to come to PlayStation because that's a legacy game that has been on like, PlayStation before. And I'm like, I think they mean like if they remake Skyrim or something like that. It's kind of what I took that to mean. like If they're going to do Skyrim re-remastered, well, it was on PlayStation before, so that will be on PlayStation as well. Um, or if they do Fallout 4 remasters at some point. Um, but I just think that this is what they needed to do. They, they've been lambasted for years about not having exclusive games. And I can't think of anything that's a bigger exclusive that they could have bought than Elder Scrolls. I mean, other than GTA, but that's probably never going to happen. But who, I mean, we could have said the same thing about Elder Scrolls. Yeah. So like, who knows at this point?
0: Yeah, um, So right it's, it's a back. huge deal. This I is a massive you. deal. Yeah, huge deal. I think it's definitely the right move. And I think the exclusivity is is what Xbox needs. Because if you think about or at least I'm gonna say this for a personal thing. If I think about the Switch and PlayStation, what draws me to those platforms and what I love most about those platforms are the things that are exclusive to it, like playing Spider-Man or playing uh, Uncharted or The Last of Us, playing Mario 3D World, all of these things that I can only get on those platforms. And sure, when I think about playing, you know, other shit that's multi-platform, like Titanfall 2, I don't immediately associate it like, oh God, I gotta play that on PlayStation. It just happens to be the thing that where, where I already game. So to give people a reason to have that same thought about Xbox, I think is gonna be a really good thing for them. And I know they've acquired a trillion studios and they've started building up a couple as well over the last few years. But this is a great way to get IP that people already love um, into people's homes on Game Pass and really support uh, really support their, their hardware and their services with some really great games. That being said, yeah. Here are the games coming to Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass has twenty Bethesda games lined up, including Fallout seventy six and Morrowind. Says Jordan Devore at Destructoid, these are all live right now. Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored two. I'm not going to read whether they're coming to console and PC and cloud. Just if you're curious enough, go look it up. Doom 1993. I think it's all cloud,
2: PC and cl- um, console. I think
0: you're all PC and console. I think some so. of them are no, not, not all. cloud. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Doom two. Hmm. Doom three, Doom sixty four, Doom Eternal, Doom twenty sixteen was already on there. Elder Scrolls three Morrowind, Elder Scrolls four Oblivion, Elder Scrolls five Skyrim edi- special edition, Elder Scrolls Online, Evil Within, Fallout four, Fallout seventy six, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage two, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Young Blood, or sorry, the Old Blood and Wolfenstein Young Blood. All of those coming for the first time right now to Game Pass. Huge. It's also worth noting that many of these titles are getting actual boosts on Game Pass that are going to get them up to about 60 frames per second on the new consoles at Skyrim, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Dishonored, uh, and Prey as well. <clears throat> That's a big fucking get.
2: It is, and especially something actually. Just I just realized this for the Fallout seventy six. I think Bethesda is still very committed to that game, and they still really want it to be a thing. And I think people will be much more willing to give it a chance if they start releasing big DLC for it. If it's available on Game Pass versus having to buy the game outright.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious, and you guys might know the answer to this, but it slips in my mind. When something has DLC, is that available on Game Pass usually, or is that an extra purchase you have to get?
1: Oh, I'm not sure, actually. My gut Can says... That's right I have that. to, I to get Dallas's question. What was, Hold on. What the, you say?
0: My gut says that you have to buy the DLC extra. Like you get the base game. We have to buy DLC in order to access extra content on Game Pass.
2: I think it depends on the game. Like, isn't Destiny Two like all the DLC included, or something like that, or is it all the DLC prior, or something like well, that? Well, that's that's. I like, can't remember how that
0: worked. It was actual different skews of the game, technically. Like, you're getting the Beyond Light skew. Forsaken is a different skew, and it's it's free on there gotcha, as well. Okay. Even though it's all kind of tied in the same package, it's Destiny Two is weird, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a lot of really great games. I don't. I don't see myself being swayed too terribly to continue Game Pass just for those games. I think Game Pass has a lot of other reasons why you should have it. But if somebody's really excited for these games, awesome. Um, there's a question in the mm-hmm. chat that I think is about to get answered in our upcoming <laughs> segment. Dallas says, is it a money-making goal or a system-selling goal? Isn't getting those games on more systems more lucrative for Microsoft? Or would getting more system sales be more lucrative? I just wonder what their overall goal was. Was this a bad deal uh holden you actually have a little show and tell a little powerpoint presentation with some web pages you're going to show us here Mm -hmm. we're going to switch over to a a document view we're going to go through the next like 10 to 15 minutes (laughs) together and actually figure out why this exclusivity deal makes sense dallas so thanks for setting us up for that
2: yeah so i was kind of thinking about the question of is not putting it going on playstation leaving money on the table or is Going to PlayStation, leaving money on the table. And I think that by keeping things to Game Pass, that's the most lucrative thing that Microsoft could do. And the primary reason for that is really just that Game Pass is their spearhead. It's their biggest potential for profit going forward. Um, It opens them up to a wider audience. Uh, Than than possible. I kind of wanted to go over some of the things that I I found that um, I think support that so the first thing here oops um, Is this is a document from the ESA this is the same organization that does e3 But they also just kind of gather data about uh, the game industry and here we can see the most common devices used for video games uh, amongst adult players There's a lot of crossover. That's the important thing here. So 61% for smartphones, 52% for game consoles, and 49% for personal computer. Now, if we think about Game Pass not just being something that you run physically on a device, but also something you're accessing via xCloud, it doesn't matter if you have the smartphone, it doesn't matter if your PC is powerful enough or not, you can just access it through the cloud and play it. And because there's such a huge crossover here amongst smartphones, consoles, and PCs, it's extremely likely that if someone has PlayStation, they also have access to a smartphone or a PC to play Game Pass generally speaking. But I think for most of us I'm gonna kinda of talk about this in the context of like Elder Scrolls 6. So I think that's kinda of one of the big games in, in question here.
0: If we look at this um, screen, I think part what the point you just made is that like these numbers are not either or. Like 61% of people game on a smartphone, and 52%, there could be a lot of crossover in there, also have a game console. 49% play (laughs) on a personal computer, and they could have all three of those as well. So like, you're right, a lot of people at shows have multiple ways of playing games, and they do. Yeah.
2: and the other thing, too, is 52% of game console, that's shared between Microsoft, Sony, and, and Nintendo. And obviously, Sony is the majority of that. But it kind of means in the grand scheme, even though Sony's huge in the console space, there's so much gaming potential outside of that that it's not – even if they didn't have access at all, Microsoft would still have huge access over the game industry. But the crossover kind of makes it where it's it's kind of negligible. Um and this is because we can see here, like in spring this year, iOS and PC are getting xCloud. So those devices will have access, like I was saying before. So the next kind is of concern of this Expo? is it has Game Pass, but not xCloud.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe
2: I did. Yeah, I know. I think that's interesting. Um, The next part of this is Microsoft's financials and kind of how much money they make off of um, gaming. This is from their uh, yearly revenue, uh, which was reported last time, June 30th. And as we can see here, they made $11.5 billion in just all of gaming, which is Game Pass, Xbox Live, hardware sales, and just traditional $60 or less um, if you're buying a smaller game, software sales as well. So that's like really, really good profit. And there's been growth but nothing like crazy huge whereas we look at how much game pass has grown just in the past year or like roughly a year actually a little bit less than a year now um we have 10 million subscribers for game pass as of april 30th we have a few months later we have 15 million subscribers as of september 21st and then we have 18 million subscribers as of most recently um, january twenty uh, sixth of this year.
0: So like it's in a really double subscribers of time, they, in like what nine months, ten months?
1: From yeah, exact That's crazy. It's huge.
2: Yeah, and that's before that growth happens before but we knew Bethesda games are going to be exclusive. It happened before um, XCloud is available on iOS and, and PCs. So the potential for growth is even larger than that. But what that means for the profitability going back to these numbers here on their yearly revenue well, like, assuming that everyone buys into the lowest tier Game Pass, which is $10 a month, and we're going to factor out like the $1 for the first month, that kind of stuff. But like the $10 um, a month for regular Game Pass, at 18 million subscribers, that's $2.1 billion per year. That is not represented in this $11 billion here. So we're going to see a huge growth um, the next time you see yearly reporting because of the number of subscribers they've gained in the past year. And then if you go to including. Uh, game pass ultimate which is $15 per month that would be 3.2 billion dollars per year and the, the real number is gonna fall somewhere between the two but that's still like many billions of dollars um, in revenue just from game pass specifically and because they don't have to sell the game on PlayStation and they can kind of more or less force PlayStation users to buy into game pass they are gonna bolster those numbers through huge games like Elder Scrolls 6. So it just makes sense for them to say, hey, you want Elder Scrolls 6? Can't buy it on your console. You got to come to our service. That's just a lot of money they can make in potential revenue. And that kind of brings me to the final point here, which is what does that mean for like in terms of money for someone to get Game Pass for Elder Scrolls? The first thing to look at is how much time people spend on average playing games per week. Now, this data is from 2019. It's from Forbes and it's from 2019. I wanted to use 2019 numbers because COVID obviously is a different scenario that's probably not going to be representative of gaming going forward. But the average is seven million, um, seven million, seven hours um, <laughs> per week for a gamer, which is 28 hours a month playing games. Well people will spend crazy amounts of time in a game like Skyrim or the potential, you know, future um, Elder Scrolls Six. So here's the uh, how long to beat for Elder Scrolls 6 or Elder sorry Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim and if we look at the numbers here someone could be spending 36 hours playing the next Elder Scrolls game potentially that's technically 2 months of game pass now that would be a loss compared to what they would get selling the game a la carte for 70 bucks but you look at people who spend the main story and extras and play a lot of it That's 112 hours, 116 hours. That's more money than they would have made had someone just bought the game a la carte and you bring it up to um, almost 400 hours here. I mean, that's more than a year of paying for game pass. So they're going to make crazy amounts of money off of people playing these really long form RPGs. And that doesn't account for other games that Bethesda would release that that people would want to play. That's just like the one game,
1: uh, Elder Scrolls Six. I think what's yeah, important so other games just, that Bethesda would release, and also other games that they're gonna get people with on that are already on Game Pass. Yeah, you right, you know exactly. Mean? Like you come, you come for Skyrim, but or you come for Elder Scrolls, and oh look, uh, Little Nightmares is on there, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think what's important exactly, to note exactly.
0: about this chart here too. I mean, this is obviously take this with a grain of salt. It's how long to beat But even looking at the, like the number of people polled for each of these areas, like the person who spends 36 hours, double that, uh, double the number of people spend 116 hours, almost four times the number Mm -hmm. of people spend 124 hours. Um, So that's a, a significant chunk of people who are going to play this game for a long time compared to the couple that not couple. 942 people <laughs> poll, uh that are going to spend a relatively <laughs> short time that they'll necessarily lose money on. Yeah.
2: So I, and I think this is also, this is, I mean, that's kind of why I think that kind of explains why I think that they're leaving money on the table by, Putting it on playstation they make more money keeping it to game pass but also you kind of look at the games that microsoft is kind of buying up there's a lot of huge rpgs they're buying i mean they're buying studios that specialize in huge rpgs which is going to be really beneficial for game pass and the profitability of game pass and to kind of matt's point of like you get in with elder scrolls but then you're like yeah you want to what avowed came out and that's kind of similar to elder scrolls maybe i should try that out too and now you're spending 400 more hours on on game pass so it just, yeah. I think it makes complete sense that they would take this approach.
0: You don't, sorry, this is a hundred percent putting you on the spot. You don't have like attach rate numbers for games to consoles, do you? Like, how does this compare to like what's the average so I, gamer buy?
2: No, I, I I tried to look this up and it was really really hard to find the information on this. The best I could find was Xbox three hundred and sixty, which was just too far away to like make a good comparison to now. But it was like. Um, for first-party games, it was like 1.2 per um, per Xbox 360, and then for third-party games, it was like 5.4. But if you think about that across the entire lifetime someone owns the device, I think people would be spending more money if they're buying into Game Pass every single month rather than buying specific games they want to have access to. But I don't, I don't have the numbers for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. And in, it's too soon to know for Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. The Early adopters will buy more games.
0: Yeah, I guess Yeah, if, if you think about the people who would buy one or two games a year, maybe they only buy Elder Scrolls. Maybe they only buy Call of Duty or whatever it might be. You know, If they, mm-hmm. if they subscribe to Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate even for the majority of the year, Microsoft's already made more money than they would have selling it a la carte anyway. Or more yeah, revenue. exactly. Maybe not more exactly. profit, but more revenue for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh that that is my that is my TED talk. <laughs> thank you for listening. Very good. Yeah. That's <laughs> thank you.
1: That's good information.
0: Yeah, I, I was one of those people who when the when the acquisition was announced, I was like, there are so many deals in place. Elder Scrolls, I feel like it's gonna be one of those things like Minecraft or Ori where it's gonna come to other platforms anyway. It's too big of it's too big of a property not to. But I think in the recent like obviously with what you just showed me there is very convincing, but also just seeing I've been thinking about things that have become PlayStation exclusive that weren't necessarily before things like Spider-Man that used to be, you know, an Activision franchise that was on everything. And now it's only on PlayStation and how, Hmm. how much that's been helpful for PlayStation and how like, granted, I don't spend a lot of time with Xbox people, not because I don't like them just because everyone I know has a PlayStation (laughs) and Joel also exists. And uh, I don't hear a lot of people saying, oh my God, I can't believe I can't play Spider Man on my Xbox. It's just like, okay, that's the thing that I can't play this on now. And if I want it, I'll get it. Um, so I think about Spider Man and I think about things like, you know, the Square Enix Final Fantasy exclusivity and all that kind of stuff. And it's all of these franchises that people are used to getting that are now exclusive on other consoles. I think it works. And I think it's going to work for Xbox too. Even if I, like, literally don't care about any of these games but Wolfenstein. Like it's, it's going to be huge for them. Obviously the best, some of the best selling third party games in existence. So I am bummed. It's definitely like, a business friendly thing. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I'm I'm bummed that, that they might not continue their world domination, of putting Skyrim on literally everything with a processor in it. Um, because of the exclusivity now, but other than that, I think it's a, it's a, it's a win, 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 except for if you're PlayStation, <laughs>
2: Yeah. At least Microsoft has the option with XCloud and Game Pass that like okay, you have to play it on your iPhone. That is obviously not the most ideal way of of playing it, but at least you have that option. Whereas like right now Sony's not doing anything like that. If you want to play Spider-Man, you no, know, you gotta buy a console to really experience Spider-Man. Mm. So they're definitely in a better position for
0: that. You know what I was literally just thinking in my head and then literally just said, You're an idiot. This exists and you hate it. I was thinking you know you can you can stream the game with Game Pass. But you can't necessarily buy the game and then always stream it if you want. Like I want the ability to take my library of games and stream them whenever I want, not necessarily just what's on Game Pass and I have to continue doing it. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. That's Stadia." It is yeah, Stadia. That's Stadia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stadia my Destiny 2 machine. Yes, yeah. It's my Destiny 2 still machine use, in a pinch. Stadia for Destiny 2. Yeah, every once in a while, uh, I'll I'll use it. Like I took uh one day I was going over to my brother's place and uh I brought my cuz I had to grind out we were doing the Deep Stone Crypt raid for the first time, I think. Or maybe the second time with our crew, and I wanted to grind out the shotgun for it, and I brought mm-hmm. it with me and it was awesome. I I worked out pretty good. I mean, it was perfect perfect conditions. I had ethernet and and uh an Xbox controller, but yeah, or I mean the Stadia controller, but yeah, still use it
0: yeah stadia for life bruh <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah for life <laughs> for life
0: um thank Until you Olden. they decide to can it uh, they they won't can it and they're just gonna slowly smother it and then pretend it never existed but they're not gonna can it <laughs> um yeah thanks yeah. holden that was wonderful excellent um you should be a lawyer if you're not already i don't know your life you maybe you are a lawyer Uh, revx shadows in the chat also says quiet respected clap at holden's TED talk very good we're gonna move on to a new segment thank you called matt's playtime (laughs) sorry i said new and it's not new but matt being on it and is relatively new uh matt this is where we talk about what we played this week and you have more than and more interesting stuff than holden and i combined so please tell us about what you played this week
1: Mm. so i'll I'll wait to talk about destiny until you're ready to talk about destiny we'll kind of like could do it together if that's all right. But I picked I picked up Pokemon Shield again last week, mm. and because okay. I I, I was hadn't finished ask it. about this one. <laughs> what about what I was going to ask about like, Pokemon Shield? I haven't seen that in
2: playtime in forever.
1: Yeah, so I I just because I I hadn't finished it, and I was I had been playing my Switch because I was playing Mario three D three D World, and I was like, you know what? I never finished it, so let me see if I can you know get all the way through because I like to like finish the Pokemon games I play, and I just kind of got kind of got away from me, and so. I picked right up back up where I left off. It's it's not the best Pokemon game I've ever played, but I still find it enjoyable. Um What's your history with so Pokemon? Yeah, so I've been.
0: How many of you played? Um, what's, what's your
1: Pokemon red originally? Um, then yellow, then silver.
0: Dude, we're the same person.
1: And then I took a gap and then I played um Oh God. What was the next one? Is XY X, i played x okay. and then it was the first 3ds one i think yeah and then i played um the 3ds one uh sun and moon i played uh moon and then now here i am with shield and then hey uh let's go pikachu
0: dope and so did you finish shield or were you just kind of like i'm done Uh, what was your what you? Uh, no i
1: i'm still playing okay i uh i went in and beat i i kind of like i i get to the point when i play pokemon games where i i kind of bore myself it's not the game's fault like i'll be going around Mm -hmm. grinding and just leveling up my pokemon and not doing any gyms or anything of value for the story yeah And I'll just be like, no, no, no! I just need to keep powering up my thing. So I went and I did two gyms back to back and like mopped the floor with these people. (laughs) Like I had, like I, I I had no problem. And I'm like, why don't I just beat it and like be done with it so I can like so I can move on? It's not like hanging in the back of my head. So that's what I did. I haven't finished yet, but I'm. uh, I have two more gyms and then the Elite Four. I
2: think you're doing yourself a service
1: by just grinding and not doing the story I'll just say yeah (laughs) I I also like I have a problem with and this was something that came up with in Moon as well I haven't played before Moon I hadn't played a Pokemon game in a while and I remember back in the day when your rival was, like, actually your rival. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't like that Hop is, like, friendly and helps you. I hate you. it. Like, I want a ri- rival. I want to drown him. Yeah. <laughs> also, he like, always I- stands in this pose, and he just does this, and then, like, bobs up and down. <laughs> <laughs> like- yeah. No, I hate him. I hate Hop. So he can go jump <laughs> off a bridge. I don't care. I'll I'll take his Pokemon and take them in. But he uh, he sucks. I want a rival. I want someone to, like, go against. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I want someone there, every mm-hmm. time I see them, I'm like, oh, I'm going oh, to beat you real bad right now. So, I don't get that with Hop. <laughs> I just feel bad for him. Um. So, I, uh, I've also played Titanfall 2 with you guys. That was fun to go back to. I always like playing that game. Um, I played Fortnite. But Fortnite has got its claws in me so bad where I'm not actually playing it. I am just, I'm just keep it downloaded on my console <laughs> to buy skins. And I don't play it. And it's a sickness... And I don't know what to do.
0: It's like, it's like someone Funko helps Pop. me. It's all
1: that matters. Yeah,
0: it's like the Funko Pop of video games. You're just like, oh, man, they released that Absolutely. one? I'm going to go buy it
1: and then never open it or do anything with it. So they got me They got me to come back to Fortnite after they released the Mandalorian skin. And then it was um, Master Chief. And then it was God, um, Kratos. And now they have Ellen Ripley. And you can also... Um, play as the, the xenomorph from alien which is incredible so i had to download that i still it's i, I so played a few weird, rounds but it's so weird seeing a
2: xenomorph this like vicious evil like r-rated horror movie monster being in fortnite
1: it doesn't do it doing, make a, doing sense. an emo dance yep <laughs> <laughs> doing like the carlton yeah it's weird it, i mean I, I felt the same with like master chief being there and uh and kratos too as well but uh so I played a few rounds oh, yeah, of that, but really right. I just keep it on my console just so I can pay money to, to Epic. Um, <laughs> I, I also have been playing something totally new, which is uh, Valheim. Oh, tell me it's all a PC about it. Game. Tell me all about it. So, so it's a survive. My brother was like, "You have to download this game," and I usually take. He's he's pretty a pretty good judge of of games. Like he doesn't really stray from the stuff he really likes. And when he does play something new, it's something that, like, will take his attention away from Dota or WoW. And, like, this was that. So I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And it's a, it's a survival game. If you've ever played something like, or have you seen, like, I'm Rust
0: out. or – what was that? I'm out. No, nope, not for me. Yeah, it
1: It's definitely <laughs> not, like uh, – I definitely don't, like – it's not something that's going to take away time from, like, Destiny or anything I play on my PlayStation. But when I play with my brother, it's fun, and he has a bunch of friends that play. But it's just like you know, it's a bunch of, uh, it's it's very similar to Animal Crossing, but you fight trolls. It's like you, you you chop down trees, you plant crops, you you make things, you make things for your house, you make things for other people in your little community, and you can do whatever you want. You can, I mean, not with obviously not Animal Crossing, you can't get on a boat, but you like you can travel around and you explore and you make new settlements and you fight bigger trolls and other monsters. And there's really no like. There's no direction other than you have to find these runes that give you hints about where to go fight a new boss and other than that it's just survival and if you die what is it you on? Lose all your stuff it's on uh, i'm playing it on steam i think it's just PC. pc though yeah
0: okay. it's not console or anything yeah mm. i
1: that is that 100% not
0: what i thought it was gonna be all i've seen is like pictures of it and i've seen that people are playing it but i saw pc and i'm like oh guess i'm not gonna look into this anymore but I thought it was like, like a Dragon's Dogma or like uh something like a like an RPG, like an action RPG. That's what I thought it was gonna be. And it looks great. But
1: Yeah. It has a very unique art style. It's like uh I, I don't know what to what you compare it to, but like the lighting is is like super cool. And like it looks really cool. Yeah. And but like the graphics aren't, you know, super polished, but it play it's smooth and it plays well. Um yeah, if you want to bring it up. But it's it's oh, fun in the way up? that like yeah. you can we're switching you, it over uh, now so
0: everyone can see. Don't look up porn. If or
1: you do. um if you enjoy <laughs> like really bringing your imagination to a type of game, that's what these games are, like these survival games. Like Valheim, like my brother made like one night I went on and him and his friends were building an arena, like a Coliseum. Like from scratch of whatever, you know what I mean? And like kind of like how you could build stuff in Fallout Four, like a settlement. Yeah. And, like, you can turn on, like, usually you can't hurt your friends that are playing with you in your server, but you can turn on PvP and then you can have, like, a battle. Like, you can go out into the woods and then, like, sneak up on people and, and play like that. Or you could just, just go around and, you know, hunt things down, gather supplies and things like that. So, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm having fun with it playing with him. So. I mean, look at the and it's 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 very popular right now on on Twitch and whatnot. It is
0: it's V pops as the kids say, along with Glizzy's. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> they, if you look at the pictures that Holden had, had brought up just a minute ago, like it, the fucking Viking oh, shields and shit like that. that, and the boats and the glowing bow and arrow and spears and shit. Like it looks like it's gonna be a game that I want to wrap myself up in. What was the
1: main? And just fall asleep. Yeah, I think you would. I think if i if I know a little bit of your your you know the games you like, I think you would find it kind of void of like anything yeah you know what i mean like there's there's not much direction it's all just like stardew Valley animal crossing like that kind of stuff like it's yeah, okay. i'm gonna you know play I mean? one of the
2: trailers here to so have a video of it as so people can see yeah.
1: but it 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 play like i said it plays really well. It doesn't it's not like super advanced graphics but the lighting is really cool. Um yeah, let's check check out the video.
0: We won't have sound for anyone listening or watching, you won't have sound. So I will say what I think they're saying in the trailer. I certainly have sound. It is like death metal music. No joke, death metal music. Logs <laughs> fall down. Men have ponytails and they're the ones that make the logs fall down. Mystery solved. <laughs> you beat the game. That's all you have to do. Are you in the water? Look at that skull! Oh, this looks cool. Oh, you're right though. In motion, it's like early graphics too. The screenshots look it's a lot access- more impressive than.
1: Yes, for sure. The gra- I mean, like I said, the graphics aren't anything crazy, but the it's smooth and the and the lighting is kind of like like pumped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lighting effects and things like that. But it's like you know, you kill a troll, you f- you stumble upon a cave, you go in the in the in the cave, a troll kills you. You know what I mean? Like if the troll kills you. You can like it, it's a, a lot of exploring and discovering things. Yeah. There's merchants and skeletons and yeah. It looks like honestly, Is it a procedurally it looks generated looks world.
0: Like a really great. world. That's a good question.
1: I don't know, Holden. Would you say, Chad? It
0: looks like a really really dope version of like if you liked. Um, I don't want to say Outer Wilds. Right, that's the one where it's like they Never don't tell you anything wants. and you go to space. Yeah, I, it's not something like that, but you know those kind of crow, things where it's like yeah. we're not going to tell you anything, but also go out here and have fun and do whatever you want and fight a skeleton. Yeah, there's
1: th- there's this annoying ass bird. Ass bird, it's like a crow, <laughs> and it follows you around when you're playing and like gives you a hint for everything, and it just shows up and is constantly in the way. Navi, it's just absolutely it's constantly in the way. So. Listen. yeah, no, it's worse than navi, yeah, no, <laughs> the bird just shows up, I'm like, "Get out of here, bird <laughs> so we we have done some cool stuff in it. My brother's gotten pretty good at building structures, so we've built a few different settlements and you can craft a bed and then you can mark that bed is where you spawn. so every time I join his server, So that's the other thing you if you like he has a server, if he's not online, I can't play in his server oh. and progress any of the things that i I oh. like, I can start my yeah, own that's server." Weird. Make things and bring all that stuff over to his world. Like when you
0: got a bunch of people sucked into the game, grounded on your server, and then you decided that's to sell your Xbox and no one can play
1: it again. Yes, <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Yes, and so that's actually a good point. It's very similar to Grounded. Okay. Yep. Not interested. Very okay. similar play style to Grounded. I liked Grounded, so I'm that is intriguing to me. Yeah. So if you if you like that, I mean, this is it. Yeah, like I said, um, like Chad said, it's it's only on PC right now, I think. So. But it's very popular, so who knows? It could come elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, being in early access, it makes sense to be PC-only for right now. Um, But hopefully when it is fully released, it comes to console, because I'd be definitely into playing this, and I'll force it on game night just to piss off (laughs) (laughs) jazz.
0: I feel like that would be (laughs) a a good game for Xbox to snap up as a... You know, like when they had the exclusivity of PUBG? Yeah. Because it was, like, in the zeitgeist, and like, we're going to have it on Xbox! And Xbox has the infrastructure for early access? I feel like they would... It's a great get for them if they could get Valheim on their console exclusively.
1: Totally, that's a good that's a good call. Yeah, I think this
0: is the third time since Zeitgeist tonight. Zeitgeist is a great word. You know, do you know that it literally translates to time ghost? (laughs) (laughs) It's German for time ghost. (laughs) Time ghost.
2: (laughs) Oh no, there's a German ghost in the house. It's a Zeitgeist.
1: (laughs)
0: Uh, Matt, Destiny Two. Yes. Mm, mm. It's like your vitamins that you got to take every single day, and you're so glad because they're gummy vitamins, and you're an adult, and you're just like, this is an excuse to eat candy.
1: I can take as many <laughs> as I want, even though the bottle only says two. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but the the uh, I'm an adult. Yeah, man. I I say this all the time to you, but I can't believe that we go on weekly and beat raids.
0: It's astounding.
1: It's like compared to where we started uh you know a year and a half ago, it's absolutely astounding of where where we've where we've where we are now and how we play the game so differently than when we first started getting back into it,
0: especially with what like we can bring year, new people like like last night or two nights ago last night last night we went into deep zone crypt with two people who had never done it before we're like uh don't really worry about it you just fucking kill whatever you want we'll do all the work and then it's uh, be done
1: <laughs> yeah it yeah it's it's been awesome and deep zone crypt is a super fun raid and uh, we've gotten obviously we've gotten that down to a science what, what was our fastest time It was like sub, hour 40 it was like an, hour, it was an 40? hour 40 yeah yeah
0: that's though you or know was that a 10 person raid or is no hour 40 was just 6 of us but Kyle St. James is the key. He's, he is what holds us all together. So I, last night I, I likened him to That's the right. Triforce. and the final boss, Kyle St. James <laughs> not only has divinity to weaken the boss, but he has the well and Luna faction boots to make us all uh, have Ooh. better range with our shotguns. And then he's also the operator and shooting all the bubbles. So he's like all three pieces of the Triforce. And when he's not there, we have to split up that responsibility among three other pe- or two other people this
1: time. Trevor told us not to say these things. Uh, apparently,
0: him. it'll go to his head, but he
1: deserves it. But he is, and he has to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and when he's not there, like he was not there last night, and we did have eight people in a six-person raid. It still it took us a lot longer, but what, like four hours maybe last night?
1: Yeah, just about that. Up late as fuck.
0: Oh, my God. Last, fun anecdote. Last night was daylight savings time, <laughs> and none of us really understood or knew that. And we got off. And immediately I looked at my phone and texted Matt and Dallas. How the fuck is it 317? <laughs> 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 I was, I literally, when I watched, looked at my phone, I screamed out and was like, what the fuck? And I texted them. And then Dallas was like, oh, it's daylight saving. I was like, oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, still, it's crazy late, but.
1: Whoa. Yeah. It's Destiny 2 has been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: I'm going to play it for the rest of my life, forever. And if Bungie dies. Forever. I send it back and I die too. I die. Yep. Suicide pact. That's it. With Bungie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say about Destiny 2 either other than, you know, we're just continuing to, to rock ass. This might have been our last weekend with overcrowded activities. Uh, Grandmaster strikes are coming for the season on Tuesday. So we made sure to load up that nightfall strike with Jerica and Audrey last night, Dallas, Matt, and myself all running that nightfall at master level ran it twice we we stayed up until 317 running it twice just because we knew we might never be able to do it like that again yeah that's said, I play titanfall too great awesome holden what'd you play
2: uh, i played a little bit of titanfall too and that is it i did not play much this week
0: I realized like two weeks ago there was an episode I forgot to do the water pour and now the whole world is off access. That's it for playtime. <laughs> Moving on to our quest log, we've got um, a good chunk of stuff here. A good chunk. Starting with our Sony Quest log, a couple of naughty dog little teases. Like, imagine you're walking down the hallway and you see your crush. And, like, your crush is like, oh, my God, I'm going to drop my books on accident. And you're going to walk over and help her pick up her books. And then as you hand them to her, she accidentally grazes your nipple with her middle finger. That's the kind of tease we're talking (laughs) about here with Naughty Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Rumored leaked Naughty Dog projects list unveiled, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. So there's a leaked list going around online. Of rumored projects that Naughty Dog is worried or working on. Keep in mind, Naughty Dog has multiple teams. You know, the teams that you know they had one working on Uncharted, one working on, on uh, Last of Us. And that also this list comes from 4chan, which we all know is like the hellspawn mud pit of the internet. <laughs> but here are four things that are supposedly coming from Naughty Dog. One of them is Last of Us Multiplayer. Which they have talked about um, for a while, that they're going to have some kind of multiplayer thing. It might or might not necessarily be in the Last of Us 2 universe. Apparently there's also an Uncharted PC port coming. Which, you know, could align with the rest of the PC ports coming from Sony. There's an expansion coming to The Last of Us Part 2, focusing on Abby, apparently. And then there's a new IP called Stray's Cross. Whatever the hell that might be. Now I have two questions for you folks. One is, what do you want from this expansion, from this Abbey expansion, if it's real, from The Last of Us Part 2? <gasps> so, um, If you haven't played The Last of Us Part 2, maybe don't listen for the next two minutes to be safe. And if you miss something else, I guarantee you it's not going to be worth accidentally spoiling this on. But potential light spoilers
1: for The Last of Us Part 2. Heavy spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I think it would just be Interesting to to f- continue following Abby and like continue this this her story. Like, where did she go after the events of uh, you know the events of part two? Yeah, that's where I'm at I, too. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know exactly. Like, I I totally trust in Naughty Dog to give me what I want from that. Yeah. Because they did such an excellent job with part two, so I I I won't even begin to like. You know, guess, but I think that like a continuation of her story and learning more about you know what she does after. Um, I think that would be interesting. That's the thing I'm most excited for on this list for sure.
2: Yeah, I know that her goal was to get to Santa. It Santa Clara or something like that? Santa Barbara. There's like a I firefly. Think... Yeah, Santa something. Santa Claus is coming to town, and Abby <laughs> wanted to be there for it. <laughs> um, and when you beat the game, the the title of the opening like menu is the boat at, at the beach, and then it turns out that's like the final like little battle, and I I would like to see oh you know, when you beat the game then it is the boat but at Santa you know North Pole Claus place <laughs> that we don't Cinderbarbara uh, Santa, Barbara, Santa I think Maria, is <laughs> and uh, I would like to see what that journey looked like I guess so if they're going to tell a story, I think that could be an interesting kind of journey for her, um, especially after all the crap that she went through at the end of that game. Um but I'll say it's ballsy of them to make this story, considering that's the exact character like everyone like that had the most controversy around them. And I respect him for that. That's awesome. Uh it's really ballsy. I'm excited for it. I hope this is true.
0: I'm kind of on the the Revex Shadows here in the past says he says, even though I'm not an Abbey fan, if there is an Abbey DLC, it's gotta be prequel stuff like Ellie's in the first game. I'm kind of on that boat mm. where like, we saw Abby, like, we wrapped up, we wrapped up both of their stories pretty well that I don't, I don't think I need content after that, but like Matt, you know, I trust Naughty Dog, whatever the fuck they give me, I'm gonna s- fucking lap it up, but I want a little bit of a, a, prequel of Abby, we get, we get hints of her, you know, with her dad and all that kind of stuff that happened, and then we see her in the compound, jacked like crazy, but maybe something in between there, maybe her falling in love with somebody, oh, Who knows? A
1: weightlifting simulator?
0: Yes. I want just the pull ups <laughs> and the squats from Final Fantasy VII remakes, but you just swap out the character <laughs> model for Abby.
1: It's Ring Fit too.
0: <laughs> Um, Strays Cross. We know nothing about whatever it could be, if it's even real, but just based on the name, Spitball Ideas, what do you think it is?
2: It immediately made me think of those, not at all, you know, Naughty Dog's last. Uh, next game uh, concept art that was like leaked but isn't actually their oh, next thing yeah, yeah, yeah. like that kind of looked like it could be called strays cross looks very this sounds fantasy to me and that those those are those artwork are um yeah the artworks all fantasy based i would not be surprised
1: <laughs> if that's what it turns out to be um who knows yeah, i mean it's clearly about two stray dogs oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> see i thought it was going to be a crossover hence the word cross with the game coming out called stray about the cat. And maybe it's Spider-Man, the cat from Spider-Man, the game and stray, the cat from stray, the game and they cross paths and they fuck in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's it. Yep. That's it. That's, that's, it. It. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's naughty dogs. Next game.
0: Um, speaking of naughty dogs, next game, naughty dog needs economy designer for live service. Multiplayer game says Rebecca Smith at PlayStation lifestyle. So there's currently a job listing out there. They are hiring for an economy designer. So game economies, if you're not familiar, are like making sure that things are balanced and that rewards feel great and that uh, the grind in order to buy things in a store feels like um, the right amount of grinding, that kind of stuff. So uh, the game details are not explained in the listing, but they're looking for, quote, avenues for self-expression for our players, ensure robust longevity to our games, and give our players great rewards to strive for. And there are also hints at player progression systems in it as well. So it sounds like cosmetics, rewards that people really want to grind for, uh, which is something that I would not have expected to come from Naughty Dog. There's also uh, nothing in the job listing that specifically mentions the Last of Us Part Two, but you know we we just mentioned that the multiplayer mode is officially being worked on for that too. And then the question comes: like we've, I think we've all played the multiplayer in Last of Us Part One. I know I've played the multiplayer in most of the uncharted it's like do you want it do you want a multiplayer naughty dog game even if it's standalone like do you want that from naughty dog
1: maybe if it's standalone i mean i I played the multiplayer in uncharted and i I did enjoy it but maybe a standalone one that's like its own thing
0: holding you had a like a like a wavy boat in a stormy sea in your hand motions there
2: yeah, it wasn't like a comment on The Last of Us multiplayer itself. It just, I have very little experience with it. My experience with that was mostly us playing online on a server alone because no one else is playing it and you kicking my ass constantly, which is really hard to gauge how good a multiplayer game is when that's what it looks like. <laughs> Um, I think there's interesting potential. I think there's been a lot of multiplayer experiences that I've kind of focused focused on, like resources and that kind of stuff, but usually they're not competitive. So I'd be interested to see how that could play out in something competitive, if that is what um, they're going for. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what this means. I mean, they're a single-player studio. I think it's how everyone thinks of them. So it's definitely an offshoot. But like what Matt was saying about the expansion, I trust that if they're doing this, it's because they feel like they can do something unique, if, especially if it's a standalone multiplayer experience. I'm really curious, um, it, but it'd be a big deviation for them, for sure.
0: Yeah, the the multiplayer modes that have, they've so far included in a lot of their games feel like the shoehorned multiplayer's of p- past generations, where it's like, this game's coming out, and multiplayer's a big th- thing, so let's make sure we have a wave-based mode and a deathmatch-based mode in our games. But with what this sounds like, you know, grinding for rewards and, you know, emotes and self-expression and all that kind of stuff and the the longevity to their games, it sounds like it might be more of a, uh, not an MMO, but like something along those lines. Like a Destiny? I, I think even Destiny. Like a
2: Destiny kind of thing?
0: Maybe. But it feels like it's going to be something a little bit more narrative focused than just, you know, PvP, Team Deathmatch kind of shit from with characters you're already mm-hmm. familiar with. It seems like it's going to have some world kind of story in the world that's shared with people. Yeah.
2: Things like the Fireflies and different factions within... And actually, they specifically said in their comment, we're working on multiplayer. We want to expand the faction system. The factions within um, the, the world of The Last of Us, I think, lend themselves to that, where you kind of pick a faction you want to align with, and there's maybe like large map territory that you can partake in, and that's the server... Um, and it, you just kind of fighting against different factions that way, like that could be interesting. Um, but I think you're right; there would have to be something narrative. I feel like in order to have that Naughty Dog like charm to it, because Last of Us is such a charming game, um, <laughs> it would need to it would need to have some narrative in it.
0: What are your thoughts on this? From uh, Revek Shadows in the chat, what about a free like free to play multiplayer game, standalone from Naughty Dog, and like they make money from progression, currency, emotes, that kind of shit.
2: I feel like to start a multiplayer experience, it's just a good idea to have it be free to begin with. I feel like if this was a $60 or $70 on PS5 game, that would hurt its its access to many people. So I think free would at least just give it the opportunity to, you know, have a larger audience and to not be... I Multiplayer games are going to suffer if they have a small audience. It, it's just going to be a better multiplayer game if it has as wide of an audience as possible. And I don't think most people have a problem paying for emotes, paying for, um, aesthetics in, in a game. Yeah. So I think that would be totally fine.
0: I just don't think I want a naughty dog multiplayer game. Like it just, you know, my mood has shifted a little bit in the last few minutes of conversation, but I think about Anthem and how BioWare did something brand new that they're not used <laughs> to doing and they're known for their single player, line- not linear, but single player experiences that are rich and, and have a lot of character development. And that's kind of what Naughty Dog's known for. And then they had to go make an MMO or shared world shooter and suddenly things fucking fall apart because they don't know what the hell they're doing or they don't have the right resources or the right talent in the, the company to do that. I don't know, I just feel like that's where Naughty Dog would end up and I don't feel, you know, the infamous Naughty Dog quality I don't know it's hard to make a multiplayer game I think that would have. we have not seen so far a multiplayer game that has a Naughty Dog level of polish or quality to it's systems, it's balance, it's ability to just fucking work
1: yeah yeah I agree with that
2: To be fair with the Bioware comparison, although I do think it's a good comparison, but just to play like devil's advocate, they fucked up Andromeda, which is a single player game before they fucked up a multiplayer game. So there might be other issues at hand there, but I do think it's a good comparison where the bread and butter of Bioware is stories, narratives, characters, rich worlds, and that's very similar to Naughty Dog.
0: Yeah. Speaking of rich characters, Turtles Who Live in the Sewer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge announces Jenny Lita at Silicon Era. We have a brand new four-player multiplayer beat-em-up, like old-school arcade-style beat-em-up coming um, from the same people who made Scott Pilgrim game, the beat-em-up that everyone was so excited to come back this year. No release date announced, but it is coming to consoles and PC. Matt, I have an assumption that this also tickles your pickle
1: it absolutely tickles my pickle and this is so it's consoles and pc i assume that includes switch i don't see uh, why even not. said specifically i mean yeah, yeah, it I is, why not? this is this is the ideal switch game this is like for me this is i oh, would absolutely yeah. get this on switch over anything else and play it on that i just get those I just like cons together yeah, I just I just really like that. like to have I like the idea of being able to play like a Turtles in Time type game uh, like in my hand on the couch like that. I just I just love that because I don't need to like I don't need to read menus. I, you know what I mean? Like I don't need yeah. to. It's just a beat 'em up, and like that's a, that's what it's for. I think like that that type of experience, like the, the small screen of the Switch, um, that's awesome, and I love those games. And so another one is is welcomed.
0: I've never been a beat 'em up person. I've played a lot of em Ups, but I've never been good at them or really understood the different planes going backwards into the world. Always threw me off, and I could never be a good judge of like, am I on the right plane? as that character as that enemy to to kill him? But but yeah. I, I enjoyed playing them a lot in the arcades. I I still bought the teammate the Turtles in Time remake on PlayStation a while ago. I bought the Scott Pilgrim game when it first came out, and it's like. So I'll probably buy this one too and play it and be terrible at it as well and not pick it up again. But I'm excited. It, lo- it looks dope. I also really enjoy, from the trailer, I really enjoy the amount of detail that they're putting into it. Like all four of the turtles have a completely different way of running on the screen as well. Yeah. Like Michelangelo's like flailing backwards. and uh, Which, like, to have that, you, it's not just a, a palette swap or give them a different weapon. Like, it looks like they put some care into it. Yeah. Holding you like turtles?
2: Yeah, I don't really have anything against them. I just never like watched it, never really got into it. So just like,
0: yeah. So you watched Liar Liar it, as though. a kid and not totals. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. I Liar Liar and Jurassic Park were my two childhood movies that I adore and cherish and
0: Matilda. That was a really good one. You know, in Portuguese, the, you spell Machilji as if you would spell Matilda, like it's M-A-T-H-I-L-D-A, but it's pronounced Machilji. Learned that from Sarah Rules, The Clean House. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> wrapping up today's quest log with the Fetch Quest. We've got three quests here that are uh, not a whole lot of discussion around them, but they felt we felt they were worth mentioning. Starting with Report. No Elden Ring news this month due to recent leaks, says Liana Rupert at Game Informer. Y'all fucked up. You leaked it, and here's what you get. You get the official thing getting pulled. That's what you get.
2: Yeah, this is a weird thing. I, I'm sure there's no Elden Ring news coming, be, as this article says. I'm sure that that very well could be true. I, I I'm like, what does the meeting look like? With like, guys, we had this announcement to do a huge gameplay reveal of Elden Ring, but, ugh, oh, this trailer leaked, and I just don't feel comfortable talking about it anymore. Like, I don't. I guess I don't <laughs> understand how the two that, relate.
0: Like, I could see that. You know if what we reveal is not going to be a surprise to anyone and they'll be like, oh, but I already saw that and I wasn't impressed the first time, like, that surprise and delight has been ruined by the leak. And it's like, oh, if if all we had to show was this trailer and this reveal and it's already been seen in a shitty way, like, uh, let's make something different and something that will surprise people and make them really excited for the game again and show it off a little bit later.
1: But maybe it was like a situation... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Olden.
2: I was, if it's the same trailer, yeah. But I, I think that they were saying the trailer was like some promotional th- thing they used to like talk to investors and stuff like that privately, but not really to show to the public ever. And it's like too old and outdated or something like that. So I think the whatever they would have hypothetically shown could have been very different.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like I, – I feel like maybe they, didn't ha- they weren't showing this and they didn't have anything to show and this is like the – the trick of like you did something bad when you're a kid and your parents are like now you're not going to get ice cream when you, you weren't fucking getting ice cream in the first place yep. like don't fucking lie to me stephanie like we weren't going in the first place <laughs> so that that's kind of what this feels like i that that's great i like that <laughs> absolutely
0: so uh but we will have some reveals with square enix coming later uh, square enix presents a new square enix presents is a new nintendo direct like stream series And the first one debuts on March 18th. says Chris Carter at Destructoid. Uh, So they are doing a direct that will be about 40 minutes long. And they have said that they're going to discuss a new Life is Strange game. Outriders, which I still have not played that demo yet. But I have to get around to it. Um, Balan Wonderworld. Great. Tomb Raider 25th Anniversary Discussion. (laughs) That's interesting that that's coming around. I wonder what they're going to do for that. Marvel's Avengers. Just Cause Mobile and new mobile games. So... Maybe like three or four minutes of interesting announcements will come from this forty-minute presentation on March eighteenth.
2: This also screams, "Hi, here's everything we're talking about." No Final Fantasy sixteen. We're not talking about it. Don't yeah. ask.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally, GameStop establishes committee to help transform it quote into a technology business," says Eric Van Allen at GamesIndustry.biz. Um, so they the CFO has left GameStop and they are now hiring a person to kind of replace it. And now they're forming this committee to turn it into whatever technology business might mean instead of probably a Funko pop business. Um. <laughs> yeah.
2: They hired, um, they brought on, in like this was in January, but they brought on uh, Ryan Cohen onto the board who made some sort of like e-commerce website called chewy unrelated to the granola bars. Right, right, and, um, it's a dog company, right? <laughs> yeah. Dog company. Yeah. yeah. And now I guess he's going to be leading that that kind of push into e-commerce as a primary business for GameStop. And this is also why their stock has been exploding again
0: recently. $264.5 right now. Really fucking hating yeah. myself for selling it at 80 or whatever I sold it at.
1: Yep, same. <laughs> big old same. L on I that. Am
0: f-
2: I'm floored it went back up again. I mean, it makes sense in this case why it's going up, but I'm, I'm really surprised it went up as high as it, yep. as it has. I feel like a fucking idiot.
0: All right. Finally, it was impossible to
2: predict. We have it was absolutely impossible to predict.
0: Game on, game show. The game on, our game show. We play a game called Game On. The game on, our game show. Game, 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 game. We have a brand new game now. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. This is called The Competitive Quiz Show for Holden Plus Guests Definitive Edition. <laughs> it's a three round game. It is a co hence the first name, competitive, not cooperative, but you both play it at the same time or possibly take turns. It is, it is three rounds. Round one is called Pong, round two is called Kong, and round three is called Long. Pong Kong Long. Uh, I came up with those three things and then forced the game to fit that pattern, um, and you might <laughs> you, you might be able to tell that as we go. So here's how round one works, it is, as I mentioned, competitive, there are points, one of you wins, the other one must drink from a poison chalice. Round one, Pong. The way that this works, I have five prompts, and you will alternate who starts by responding to the prompt, and you're going to go back and forth and name, let's say for instance I say, Mario games. Then, Holden, you would say, uh, Super Mario World. Then, Matt, you have to say a Mario game. And you just go back and forth until one of you can't say a Mario game for a few seconds. And then that person loses. Okay. All right?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So
0: there there are five here. I will be the judge of whether or not your answer is legit. I will also determine the amount of time that is appropriate for you to wait to come up with a game. Because I just recently learned that Alex Trebek was in charge of the buzzer in Jeopardy. It was not a time thing. It was a whenever he felt like it thing. So I've decided oh, I'm Alex Trebek, okay. rest in pieces How did I know <laughs> that? Sorry That was really insensitive It was complete. <laughs> moving on, Pong. Too soon. first one Too soon, <laughs> way too soon Alright We're going to start with Matt Because he's the visiting team, he's the away team Matt I want you to name a non-white Video game character
1: Oh, Michelangelo
0: Holden
2: Um, oh, crap. Uh, Miles Morales.
0: Matt.
1: Leonardo. <laughs> D'Angelo for doing that.
0: Nope. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. D'Angelo is not a turtle. <laughs> is not a ninja turtle? Donatello what? is oh, a turtle. Oh, um hold Donatello. It, Donatello is first
2: right, round of pong. Like, <laughs>
0: D'Angelo Vickers is a uh, Will Ferrell character on The Office, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he is white. Um, oh, so man. that's how the game goes. I it. I Round one, Holden it. lost.
1: That's <laughs> terrible. I went straight to Turtles.
0: <laughs> Technically counts. All right, Holden, you're going to start this one. <clears throat> the category for Pong is Mario enemies. Bowser. Awesome, Matt. Koopa.
2: Yep. Bowser Junior.
0: Yep. Ludwig. Yep.
2: Shadow Mario.
0: Oh, yep. Uh Hammer bro. Yep. Koopaling. Can you expand Can you expand on Koopaling? Oh. What do you mean by Koopaling?
2: The Koopaling, the the Koopa guys with the shells, the Koopalings.
0: The the regular turtles with the shells? The regular enemies? Yeah. Sorry, those are called Koopas. Yeah. And Matt already said a Koopa, which means you lose. The Koopalings are the mm. minions, of which Ludwig is oh, one. Oh,
2: that's right.
0: Uh, so, Holden, you lost that one. Gotcha, okay. <clears throat> that's okay. That's okay. You have three more to win round one. Next one. It's not as shameful as D'Angelo.
1: So. <laughs> that was the best, because you're like, fine, D'Angelo. I'll play this turtle game, D'Angelo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boom, mic drop. All right, Matt, you're up. Four-player co-op uh, games. <laughs> uh, Left for Dead. Great.
2: Wait, okay, I missed the question.
0: What was the question? Four-player co-op
1: games. Overcooked. Yep. Hunter: The Reckoning. Okay.
2: Back for Blood.
1: Okay. Oh. Uh, Turtles in Time. Okay needs Mutant Ninja Turtle: Shredder's Revenge.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, Mario Kart. No, no
0: fuck. No. That's not one. Oh, that, uh,
1: it's not co-op, right?
0: No, it's it's not. It's not. No, it's okay. not. Matt, you lose one. All right. Okay. Holden, you're starting out with video game movies.
2: All right. Tomb Raider. Laura Croft. Tomb Raider. Cradle
1: of Life.
0: Great.
1: Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Great. Warcraft. Great. Doom.
0: Wonderful. Detective Pikachu. Yep. Assassin's Creed. Yep.
2: Alone in the Dark.
0: Ooh. Alone in
1: the Dark. Deep cut. There. James Bond.
0: Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna Gold call Knight. that. I'm gonna Gold call Knight. that a no. I'm gonna call that a no. Because that, that's a game yeah, based on the movie, right. not a movie based on the game. Right. I'm sorry. True that. All right, All right. you guys are tied. No, right
1: I, now. that's fair. That's fair. You're tied.
0: Matt, you're first on racing game franchises.
1: Forza. All right. Ridge Racer. All right. Gran Turismo. Hmm. Forza. Mario. Oh, oh,
0: Matt already said Forza. Oh, he did? Damn yep. it. Alright, Matt is now leading with three points to Holden's two points after round one called Pong. Round two, called Kong, starts now. This one is seven Kongs from the Donkey Kong universe. <laughs> I will describe something that they wear or do, and you have to tell me which Kong it is. This is a first-come-first-serve kind of thing, so you are both competing like time-wise, like time so whoever answers it first, doesn't matter, shout it from the rooftops. Okay. This Kong wears a tie. Diddy. Incorrect. Holden. Oh, man. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is correct. Idea. Yes, you have a point. Damn. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I
2: only
1: know that one, so it better so, be a so Kong. we are,
0: we are tied 3-3 three, three right now. All right, this Kong has a cane. Cranky Kong. That is correct. Absolutely. So 4-3. This Kong has a pink hat. Daisy Kong? Nope, that is not a Kong. That's not- Holden. I'll give you a hint. It's not D'Angelo I Kong. I know,
2: I know it. I can picture her, and I, I can't do it. Can you name a game that you she's see- from? This is fair. Rev Shadows just said it, so now I've seen it, but uh, it's not fair because I didn't come Donkey up with Kong it. 6 it's, Dixie, it's Dixie. It's, it's, Dixie. it's, it's Dixie Kong, Dixie but I Kong, shouldn't get yes. the point uh, that. No one gets the point on I that one. I'm going to cover up the chat.
0: Um, all right. This Kong rides a surfboard. Funky Kong. Yes, that is correct. This Kong shoots peanuts.
1: Oh. (laughs) Diddy Kong. Yes,
0: it is Diddy Kong. This Kong (laughs) plays the trombone.
1: Oh. (laughs) Funky Kong. Nope. (laughs) No idea. No, it's you guys already said I know. uh, I have no idea. It's from DK64. It is from DK 64. Uh Jazzy Kong.
0: Jazzy Kong. I don't know. <laughs> this is I know it looks lanky like. Kong. Lanky Kong. Yeah, chain yes. with some overalls. This one, this is the final Kong. This Kong has a pacifier.
2: Mm, D'Angelo Kong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the incorrect. I'm gonna man. go with baby. I'm gonna go with baby Kong. Oh no, it is Kitty Kong. I'm so sorry. From Donkey uh, Kong Country Three, hmm. Dixie's little brother. Um, that was round two. I've lost track of points, but I'm gonna say Matt's probably in the lead. <laughs> Round 3. <laughs> yes, 100%. We've done Pong, we've done Kong. Now let's do Long. I am going to give you two games. We're going to bounce back and forth see who can uh, someone will start with a guess. If <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. But that's how we're going to play it. Someone will start with a guess at which one of these two <laughs> games takes longer to beat according to howlongtobeat.com. Just the main story, not mm. main and extras or completionist. And if they get it wrong, then the other person gets to guess. <laughs> if you don't get it
1: right after that, you're an idiot. What if we do Price is Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make the rules.
0: Price, uh, Price is Right, like guessing how long it takes to beat these games. See, yeah, right. Ooh, Isn't that what we're I like doing? that. Uh, so I've set them up in pairs, like which game takes longer, this one or this one. Oh, oh
1: never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay.
0: There are nine here. It'll just be a point if someone gets it wrong. So let's start with Holden on this round. Which one takes longer to beat, *NieR Automata* or *God of War
2: 2018*? That's tough because what do you mean by beating <gasps> *NieR Automata*?
0: Main story, not main plus extras, not main, pl- not completionist. What does that
2: mean? People will tell me the main story is five cajillion endings. It means whatever people story. felt
0: that they self-reported on howlongtobeat.com.
2: <laughs> Great, in this very scientific study, um, I'm going to say *God of War 2018*. I'm going to say God of War as well.
0: Here's what we're going to do. Holden, that is incorrect. God of War did not take longer to beat. Near Automata did. But, Matt, here's how you can steal the point. If you can guess how long it takes to beat within two hours, you get the point.
1: Okay. Uh, 22 hours.
0: You got the point. It is 21 hours for Near Automata. God wow. of War takes 20.5 hours. All right. Number two of nine, Bioshock and Doom 2016. Matt, you're up.
1: 2016. I'm going to say Bioshock.
0: Bioshock is correct. Holden, you can gain an additional point if you can tell me within two hours how long it takes to beat Bioshock. 15 hours. You did not get the point. It is 12 hours for Bioshock. And yes, mm, John, I was gonna guess eleven. for first guess. <laughs> he got all the cons. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number three. The Last of Us Part 2. And Horizon Zero Dawn. Matt, you're up. Oh, wait, no. no Holden, you're up. Sorry, Holden. Hold on. Last of Us Part 2, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Dawn. Zero
2: Dawn. or Last of Us Part 2. Correct. This is main story only.
0: Main story only, yep. Last of Us Part 2. That is incorrect. Horizon Zero Dawn takes really longer to beat Matt. Can you steal a point?
1: How many hours does HZD take? Twenty-seven hours.
0: Oh, you do not get the point. It is thirty-one for Horizon Zero Dawn, twenty-four for The Last of Us Part Two. What was
1: really interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, the next two games, Matt, you're up. Death Stranding and Borderlands Two. Which one takes longer to beat? Death Stranding. That is correct, Holden. You can earn a point if you get within two hours. 37 hours. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is 40.5 hours for Death Stranding. 30.5 for Borderlands 2. So close. Two. Fallout 4 and Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I don't remember who's up, so whoever you Holden's are. it's Matt. Okay, holding. go. Oh, is it me?
2: Oh, okay. Williams again. Um, Fallout Zenoblade 4 Chronicles Definitive Edition.
0: Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition.
2: Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition.
0: That is correct, Matt. Can you guess within two hours? Um, thirty-eight hours. Ooh, not even close. Fifty-point-five hours for Xenoblade Chronicles oh Definitive my God. Edition. Oh, really? Twenty-seven wow. for wow. Fallout Four. Wow. Next up, Matt. This is you. Batman: Arkham Knight or Bioshock Two? Bioshock Two. Incorrect. Holden, Damn. how many hours does Batman: Arkham Knight take to play?
2: Seventeen hours, Ooh,
0: almost right on the dot, sixteen point five. Congratulations, you get a point. Um, this auto-corrected, but I'm going to leave it. Uh, Holden, how? Long, which one takes longer to beat, Senor Shadows Die Twice or Uncharted Four? <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: Senior Shadows Die Twice takes longer to beat
0: that is correct Matt how long does it take (laughs) it takes 25 hours Ooh, you do not get a point it's 28.5 hours and Uncharted 4 is 15 final two sorry last two rounds of this Um, Cuphead and Zelda Link's Awakening 2019
1: Zelda Link's Awakening
0: that is correct. Holden, how long does it take to beat?
1: I'm going
2: to say 15 hours.
0: Ooh, almost right on the money. It's 14. 14 hours for Zelda Link's Awakening, 10 hours for Cuphead. That's bullshit. I just custom to the screen bullshit. for a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> Difficulty
2: yeah. makes it really hard to predict Sekiro and
0: Cuphead. Because it took me 60 Senor?
2: hours to beat Sekiro, which is way... Sorry, Senor. Senor, Senor Shadowside Shadows twice. Die twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, final pair Detroit Become Human and Luigi's Mansion 3
1: Is this me? Uh, yeah, I think so
2: Luigi's Mansion 3
0: Luigi's Mansion 3 is correct Matt, how many hours does it take to beat? Uh, 13 Exactly right You're going to get an extra bonus point for that one because you nailed it Luigi's made three. is thirteen hours. Detroit become human is twelve hours. I don't remember who has how many points, but I'm gonna say Matt won because he has a dope hat and a fun disposition.
1: Um, if you were playing and along, because in the he chat, didn't say D'Angelo, oh. I should get D- so many negative. Yes. Holden really wins for D'Angelo. Holden, D'Angelo. Holden really wins for D'Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> <The> Ninja turtles. <laughs> that is, that is incredible.
0: <laughs> you were just so confident in it too. You're like, yeah, fine, D'Angelo. If we're learning that. <laughs> Oh, now great. I will never
2: forget that Donatello is his name. <laughs> <Yes.
0: Yeah. laughs> that is it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 203 of Respawn Aim Fire. Matt, thank you so much for being here. Uh, for being, thank you, guys. It, it's it's amazing. It's always a different energy when you have guests on the show. That's why we love having people. Uh, you got here because of Affabilities.com. You're the guest. Go sign up if you want to be on the show with us. I would love to give people an opportunity to know what you do outside of this room and the fact that you do exist as a person outside of this YouTube video.
1: I do. I do exist uh, as a person. I do the Average (laughs) Nobody's podcast. You can find it on Twitter at Average Nobody's and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Average Nobody's and also the YouTube account, YouTube.com slash The Average Nobody's
0: exactly right. If you go to our description right now of whatever you're watching, it's there. If you go to affabilities.com, you can find all the links to Average Nobodies and all the other guests we've had on the show as well. You have homework if you're listening right now, John. Your homework is to go play Final Fantasy IX because that is our barf game, or backlog accomplishments with Respawn and friends for the months of March and April, so we're playing that on whatever system you like. Uh, we're going to talk about it at the end of April. We already have a guest or two lined up for that, which will be fun. Maybe three. Uh, maybe three. Ooh. Oh, my yeah. job, balls! <laughs> That's going to be so fun. Um, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash aimfire if you want to vote on what we're playing as a community next. Uh, if you would like to play along with us on Thursday nights, on game nights, or if you just want some dope wallpaper to make your shit look cool and then never listen to us again, you can do that, too, by just paying us $1 on patreon.com slash fire. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. D'Angelo.